Hello, everybody, for another episode of the Notion Nerds podcast. Yeah, we, we haven't just spoken for half an hour about stuff and realized, oh, we weren't recording. Let's start recording now. Nah, of course not. No, no, we are we are we are professional podcasters, obviously. PPs. PPs. I don't think we've said PPs for a while, actually. No, we say it nearly every week. I haven't oh, said PPs for a while. Maybe it's it's been like five days on a withdrawal from being like immature. So I, yeah. I just need to bring bring out my child again. Yeah. Because I'm I'm way. I'm adult. I'm I'm grown adult. Yeah, well, I'm, the joy of being an adult is to have fun and be a child sometimes. So what Oh definitely. Oh definitely. In the subject this... of like adults and childhood and things like that, we're talking about transitions today. Look at that segue. I am proud of that one. That is a great transition to talk oh, about transitions. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> that transition was a good transition. Yes, we're gonna make a ton of those jokes today. So if you're not in the mood for jokes, go away. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> then I, I invite you to transition away from this episode into other episodes that you may like. Okay, let's transition away from John and, and speak about the actual <laughs> topic. Uh, <laughs> we're going to leave the joke there. Uh, so th- this topic actually came, came to fruition from... No, no, you're not. Yeah. Yeah, this topic actually came to fruition from a uh, from last week. I'm not sure whether it was during the podcast or whether it was after. Yeah, no, I think I, it was I, actually during the episode. That's uh, team client personal management. Last week's episode. Um, yeah, because it was it was towards the end, wasn't it, where we where we decided actually, yeah, that's that's the topic we're going to talk about. Um, and we we needed a little bit of reminding that the A B C note. I I understood my note, but John didn't understand my note. Uh, <laughs> Which is an interesting topic about un- whether anyone else needs to understand your notes other than you. Yes, and I think that relates to last week's topic of conversation. Week before. Uh, <laughs> before. No, yeah, because it would have been clients. Because like when you're communicating with clients and teams, like yes. do, yeah. do do they need to do they need to be able to understand? Anyway, before before we go off on a topic that we should have spoken about last week, let's talk about this week. <laughs> Yeah, so in terms of like transitions, there are so many transitions in our life and what we have to kind of deal with, whether it comes to work as transitioning between clients, whether it becomes with personal transitions in life, like moving out, like, you know, there are so many, I think the, the one constant in life is that there is always change. And this kind of conversation is talking a little bit about what how your system supports those changes i'm gonna say it i've got a note on that um actually (laughs) actually so do i i was literally opening obsidian just so i could get that note out about change oh i i I wouldn't be able to read it it's still a processing note there's there's like a hundred and something links in there that i still need to go through but yeah i've got a note on that i've got some notes I always have. I'm just. I've just opened my obsidian and gone. Oh yeah, there's a lot to work through today. I'm going to enjoy that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like transitioning can happen when you're kind of going through apps. So I've had a transition moving my kind of notes and ideas and brainstorms from Notion into Obsidian, and that transition has been surprisingly smooth for me. Mm. 
I was going to say with transitions, of course, I I wouldn't say there is an end point to a transition because obviously change is constant. So even though I said A, B, C, it could quite easily be like D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, and I'm going to P towards the end of that. And who knows where those, uh, where that goes. And it's not necessarily one transition either. When I'm, I'm, I mean, we we brought this up when it came to business and sales, because uh, in, in business, sometimes you need to do something at, at step two before you can get to step three because of financial reasons or time management reasons or just for your own confidence. There's loads of different reasons for needing a, a middle step or middle steps because it could be two or three. Yeah. Uh, and every transition needs like a, a bridge. Mm. It's that bridge into what you want to actually do. So I've got a really good example of this. I have very often said how much I hate time tracking. Time tracking has bugged me for years. Uh, and frankly, I hated doing it. But to get me into doing it, I was able to find a transition point that, that, that actually made me want to do it. Sometimes it's like when you're trying to do a task, you need that little bit at the beginning that helps you transition in between those two activities. So for me, the transition point into actually wanting to track time was the fact that I got to press buttons. Absolutely immature as hell, but I do not care. Like literally today, pressed a button. It loaded up this room where we were recording. It loaded up my whole little dashboard of all the things and, and buttons for future sections that we're going to have. Preview um, of that transition. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, and it's helped me to transition into a place where actually tracking time is valuable. And I've reached a point in my business where I need to see what's going on because a lot of my life is transitioning because there's a lot of changes that are happening in my real life. That means I have to transition my business alongside it. My interests have shifted. IRL. IRL, you know, in real life. You know, I keep hearing that. People say it in videos and I'm like, oh, I just say real life. <laughs> Oh, there, there's, there's so many people in videos that have been saying oh irl right now I'm like just say in real life there's no need to say the abbreviated term when you're speaking it's it's, it's shorter it's shorter so when you write that, it but... okay okay let, let's just we're going on a tangent now not apologizing <laughs> so that does that mean i should not contract any of my words instead of saying i shouldn't contract my words i should not I know it's, you, you didn't do anything like that irritates me. It's just there's there's lots of people that I've seen do it. And I was like, yes, yeah, you, I mean, you yeah, didn't. But, but I'm intrigued. Well, if if when, I are, What's the difference between IRL being a thing to cringe at and should not and shouldn't? Because IRL is an abbreviation and you use abbreviations to either speed up consumption or you use it because you're substituting it multiple times, typically in text or for articles or whatever. And when you're speaking, it's not going to speed up consumption because IRL is three syllables in real life is three syllables. So you're not speeding anything up. Uh, It's also clearer. Yeah, it's also clearer to say in real life, because if the person doesn't know what IRL means, uh, it's easy for them to understand. Plus, IRL is also requiring thought. You have to go, what's that mean? Yes, it's a minimal amount of thought, but it's something. Uh, So cognitive load theory. There we go. (laughs) Beautifully, beautifully handled. That transition was beautiful. But yeah, anyway, going back to the transition conversation, like how... 
you build your systems to work with transition. A lot of the time there is this obsession with like perfect productivity of like, these are the steps I have to follow every single day. And if I just keep following them every single day in the exact same way, then basically my business will be great. KPIs are a fantastic flipping example of that. The KPIs, I've got to reach this goal. This is what I'm focusing on reaching. Okay, cool. But what happens if your business takes a nosedive and you will never be able to reach that? Does that mean you failed? No, your business has gone through a different transition and you need to move the goalpost. Does that mean you failed with that? Have you failed with your KPI? And by the way, I'm probably using the wrong thing because I don't care because alphabet productivity sucks. I was, I was going to say, like, I think it was Esme tweeted about it the other day. And then I think Ben, Ben Smith responded with like a load of abbreviations. And I was just like, yeah, hey, al- hey, alphabet suit hey. coming out. We came with that one, Ben, trademark. Mm-hmm. All right. We said it first. Uh, no, no, it wasn't uh, literally like the response was something like OMGWTF. I saw Yeah, it was very funny. I was just like, oh, flashback to one of our older episodes. I'm just the rant and the constant rants we've had about the the alphabet of productivity. And, well, and- I think it's abbreviations in general, because as soon as you put an abbreviation on something, the the purpose behind it is to make it easier to consume because it's a, a it's like three. It's three of something. It's because of mental biases. I'm not going to bother going into it, but it's easier to remember, supposedly, and consume, which is fine. Uh, and adding adding nice KPIs just okay, that's great, but what are you actually doing with it? What's well, so the point, a purpose of it? Essentially, it's a goal. Uh, and when you look at goal theory, it's completely different to KPIs a lot of the time with the way people use them, not necessarily the theory that actually brought them to purpose. And, and I think they're often very static. I often found myself, when I use goals and kind of those forms of shit, because I was in a state of constant transition, it became difficult to know whether that actually was what mattered. But I was still having to complete those KPIs. Otherwise, I was failing in my business. There was a lot of pressure to just do these things because that's what everybody else does. It's that it's that like, oh, you must reach, you know, six figures because that's a KPI. It is. It's a, it's, it's a key performance indicator. You reach six figures, you get, you, you are performing well. Why? 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 What is that? I like, yeah, sure. It'd be nice to reach six figures. Sure. But I wouldn't stay there for very long because like I could, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. That's fair. I, I, I think there is value in KPIs, uh, but it depends how you use them. And the reason I say I think there's value in them is because key performance indicators are basically measures that you can take to measure where you are in comparison to where you were. That could be baseline. If you look at, and so I'm going into sports science now, if you look at energy, because energy, everyone basically, it's a universal currency, which is energy. Uh, you look at a baseline energy, you have however much, uh, if you have lower energy, you're not going to be able to do as much work during that day because you've got a lower baseline. So how do you measure that? Well, you could measure that in lots of different ways. Um, rate of perceived exertion is something that's used in exercise testing, which is I feel 
eight out of 10, you're really, really tired. One out of 10, you're really, you're all good to go. Uh, so right. using KPIs in that way to work out, am I above or below baseline is a nice way to work out what next to do. See that I think it just needs to be renamed as measurements. Because that's basically what they are. And as soon as you, as, this is how I look at it. As soon as I look at KPIs as certain measurements of performance, which is what I see them as, um, I go, okay. MOPs. <coughs> yeah, mop. <laughs> what it's are your mop. mops? <laughs> uh, that's it. It's system. <laughs> I'm replacing KPI with mop. <laughs> Uh, but, but that's what they are. They're, they're measurements of performance. And when I look at, <laughs> you've just gone, all you're doing is giggling. Right. Um, yeah. So, but, but when I, when I put my science head on, my science hat on, it's okay. How are you measuring that? How is that accurate? Is it reliable? Is it realistic? And John's still giggling. He's turning red as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm just imagining a mop dashboard. <laughs> you just have a mop as an icon. Yes. So right, my next template, guys, which you can buy from the link down below, is a mop dashboard. <laughs> it's got it's got a better a better uh, a better. Are you gonna mop it up or are you not? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, the jokes today. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, when when it comes to measuring those those metrics, there a lot of people can be inaccurate uh they're not reliable whatever because it's i mean it's science it's what it is um and you need therefore objective metrics to use rather than subjective metrics and as soon as you bring in objective metrics the same issue uh appears in science is okay are you going to be biased there's something in the science research called p hacking that's to do with probability and statistics but essentially you can manipulate certain research to create a narrative to create certain significances um that appear and you can do the same thing in key performance measurement uh, kpi measurement or mobs uh you can you can do the same thing <laughs> and it's gone <laughs> yeah and you could do the same thing you can just create uh you can measure certain objectives that you know are going to give you certain outcomes and leave out certain metrics that you know are going to give a different narrative so you can form your own narrative through the kpis you pick you could yeah. always be losing or always be winning yeah and and that goes to your bias exactly and it's it's and <laughs> transitioning back to our topic <laughs> i'm sick of that joke <laughs> yes am you, I? You, you, you gotta mop that out of there <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah going back to our topic on like the transitions if your if your kpis don't have that space for transition in them you are risking them becoming useless and this is what i see a lot with um <clears throat> i'm, I'm going to use august bradley's uh system as kind of like an example here because he tracks a lot of information or he did i don't know if he still does he tracks a lot of information using the apple watch the smartwatch the, the sleeping hours the weight and all the different stuff um and high performance athletes pro athletes do the same thing they track everything like what's what's my glycogen levels this morning what's my blood glucose level what's uh heart heart rate and 
all the different metrics are so many and they're useful for them because they're pushing boundaries and they're pushing their health <laughs> like let's be real high performance athletes are pushing their health limits uh but most people don't need to measure all of that but some people do i i know some amateur athletes that measure heart rate variability when they're running and you're like you're not even pushing like yellow zone training <laughs> in in your in your lactate thresholds why are you bother measuring heart rate variability anyway um sciencey jargon but they're measuring metrics that they're not really going to use but it's just oh well pros do it <laughs> it's information for information's sake yeah but the the mentality is those people over there that are quote, quote, successful are doing it. If I do it, I will then be successful. That's the, the mindset a lot of those athletes take. And I don't know whether it's the same in the business. I can assume that it is, but people look at big businesses and go, they have KPIs, OKRs, goals, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to use those too, because that will help me. That is I just, saw this. Actually, that's an assumption though. I'm going, I'm going, go on a little mini rant here um, okay. about, what, I don't know what, what did you just was. do? I, I don't what know. Did I don't know. Any, don't anyone from America, please insult him. Yeah, terribly <laughs> sorry. I, I'm sorry. But there was a post I saw recently around social media. And how was it on CEOs, social media? Yes, it was. Um, was how CEOs don't use social media. And... I think this kind of comes into the topic we're having now around just because big, massive CEOs doesn't use social media doesn't mean we don't need to. Like in the nicest possible way, as a coach, as a business owner of a smaller size, social media is the easiest way of communicating with a lot of people at once. Get people from social media to other avenues like your email list, like all of the other platforms that are yours. Yes, but to reach a higher audience, if you are if you are a leader in a space or want to become a leader in a space in business, then social media is part of your work. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it's broken. Yes, it's it, it's 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 crap. But the problem is, is that because people go, oh, CEOs. Don't use social media. So I don't need to use social media because I'm a CEO. No, you don't need to use social media. They don't need to use social media because they have a massive team doing it and they pay for television advertising. We're talking like big companies. Mm. But because big companies don't do it and yet are successful, we don't have to do it. But that's not true because as a smaller business, as a solo business, as an entrepreneur, you don't have the clout. You don't have the capital either. You need to have that ability to communicate with people and the right people at the right time and to spread and share your message. Part of your strategy is social media because it's easier. It's free. Free. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to add a, a term in here. I'm going to say tool. Uh, and the reason I say tool and not app <laughs> is because everything that we do is a tool to get somewhere. Like it's the tool in this transition period, in this phase, uh, the tool to get me from A to B or from B to C, the tools to build the bridge to get me over wherever. And social media is just a tool. And I understand where you were saying like social media is not necessarily the best thing in the world. But again, I think it's how the person using the tool uh, you 
uses it uh because yeah, social it's, media it's, it's a tool you could yeah. i think i think a good kind of correlation to that is is the hammer it can mm-hmm. be used to smash someone in the head or it can be used to build a you know a house for someone it's exactly how you use the tool so yeah exactly and social media can be a bit crappy and it's kind of popular to shit on shit about social media now because that's yeah. how it is because oh my it's God. the social norm social social media is bad because of blah 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 but at the okay. same time it's also incredibly powerful if you use it right the, i mean the way i see it is if you take the people out of social media there isn't a problem yeah <laughs> if you put people in social media there is a problem so what was the problem in the first place social media or the people yeah basically the people <laughs> that's the way i look at it yeah um, because, so- because it's a tool yeah, it's a tool that you can use to grow your business. Now, there are a deeper conversation around that. Let's just make it clear. Just because I say use social media, you need to find the right tool to use it. Mm-hmm. So an example of this is actually in, my, in a transition that I'm making right now, um, as my voice is just someone who talks about Notion and tech into developing a leadership voice on building a business that is, that, that's working for you. And so the transition in my voice has has had to change quite quite quickly, um, and the posts that were made were fine, but I needed to pull in more of my voice because the nuance of how I talk and how I communicate is very different to what's written. The way I I talk about things is it, it's you hear the gentle kind of side of my voice when I say kind of like harsh things like. 99% of business advice sucks. There is like, there is more like nuance and understanding that cannot come through on a written post. And so I started. Tonality. Putting, yeah. And the tonality of my voice and how I'm changing how I speak and the whole lot of it. That's, that's communication. Again, I got a note on that, but yeah, tonality, <laughs> emphasis on words. Uh, and each, each medium of communication is going to have a different, uh, explanation of what it is that you're saying what it is that you're trying to say which is why using various mediums of communication is pretty useful because uh, it allows the message to be uh, so- somewhat condensed kind of like science like if, if you've only got one if you if you're only exposed to something once yeah it's not going to do that much if you're exposed to the same thing multiple times you're more likely to believe it and when you're exposed to things in through multiple media you have a better understanding of what it is because you have the visual supporting you have the tonality you've got sound you've got the different emphasis on words plus you have clarity in words using written words because that's mainly what written words are uh, written written communication is about it's it's clarity of words because when you're speaking a lot of the time you either mumble through things or you add words that aren't necessarily needed uh so yeah and so going back to the the social media kind of conversation just to finish that thought of like creating content in a way that works for you and publishing that that's the difference it's not social media's fault it's the way you work that's the problem it's the way you are using that tool that's not working for you and that's where things need to change let's stop blaming the algorithm let's stop blaming the platforms start looking at what is important for you because oh okay fine do that then no idea where that glitch whatever um tech person having problems with tech again <laughs> it's a good job this isn't a video isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, right? but as i was saying before like stop blaming the platform 
it's the way you're using it that's the problem it's the way that you are showing up on it that's the problem it's the fact that you're trying to write something when you are not someone who can who enjoys or wants to write or you're someone who is forcing themselves to use reels and tiktok and you are incredibly awkward have you tried that then no which is because i probably would be really good at it i just haven't had the time because I'm very animated and I don't mind making a complete twit of myself. I am perfectly happy to do that. I mean, I'm on this podcast. Um... <laughs> That's true. That's true. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's Our true. first I mean... episode was us screaming peepees for about seven minutes. So come pee-pees. on. Peepees. But peepees is like professional. No. Same, no. same as mops. Oh, yeah. Mops you, and you... peepees. <laughs> we, we use oh, mops. Mop up the peepees. <laughs> mops for your peepee. No, just stop now. I'm gonna stop now. I'm gonna stop talking. Talking, talking like to, towards transitions and looking at different ways of transitioning with my journal. Uh, I I went from not journaling to journaling every day, and that was certainly a transition period that wasn't like a one day thing. It it. I didn't suddenly decide, yes, I'm going to journal. Uh, I did decide. I did decide that I wanted to do something every day, but I didn't know what journaling I was going to do, whether it was going to be a dream journal or a uh, uh, audio journal, a written journal, uh, a, a fancy journal, a bullet journal, a five point journal, or insert random thing journal. That's what I feel like everyone does. Like, I'm going to put something in front of the word journal. Uh, and I've done the same thing with audio. Uh, <laughs> but the, the transition of actually building consistent habits with it was over time. And I went through, okay, I'm going to write up a, well, it was just like a big page of, I'm just going to write loads of stuff on my blog. Uh, and that didn't work for me. So I decided to make it shorter. And again, that didn't work for me either. So I decided, actually, you know what, let's do it in a, a couple of days apart. That didn't work for me either. I still needed to do it consistently. Otherwise, I'd just make an excuse and ah, no, I don't need to do it today. So I needed to make multiple decisions over a few different months to maybe go, okay, yes, I'm actually going to do this. And when I found something, i.e. audio journaling, oh, I don't, I don't have to actively think about this. I can just do this. I can sit here and talk to myself like an idiot um, <laughs> every day. I can, I can do that. So I did. And I, I made multiple decisions through that, that transition period to where I am now. Right? This time last year, I did not do any sort of journaling, reflections, reviews at all. Now I'm doing a weekly review, talking about it in the podcast. I'm doing a daily journal that's at least five minutes of me talking, reviewing what's going on in that through actually writing it out in my blog. And then I'm actually combining all of those written journals and blogs with other ideas and knowledge that I have in my Obsidian because it's all linked. So I'm combining my daily journal thoughts with notes and knowledge that I have with my weekly reviews so all of the stuff i'm i'm like revising space un, unregulated space repetition all of the time but this time last year i was doing none of that yeah and i think that's the thing you genuinely <clears throat> spent the time to figure out what worked best and were just willing to actively experiment with that it was just like okay cool i want to reach this goal and i'm just going to kind of go on that journey to figure out how to reach that goal and I think that's that's often where productivity and systems forget. 
like the traditional productivity advice that's given. It's like, you want to do this. So to do this, you just need to do it. You just need to start doing it. There you go. Off you done. You done it. Yay. But then when it goes wrong, your system isn't designed to support you. You don't get to your baseline. Like when you hit the issue that you're facing, your face was like, uh -huh. yeah, I can't remember what something's called. Okay. Fair you, you, you carry on. I'm just going to uh, go through my, 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 my All stuff. Right. All right, cool, good. That's all right, now. You didn't even have to acknowledge that I... It was uh... just the face was really off-putting. <laughs> I didn't even know how you pulled it. I didn't even know how you pulled it. I don't actually know. Anyway. Um, uh, no. I don't pay attention to the faces I make. I just, I'm like, yeah, my brain is going, I'm going to go in that direction. And so it's like, productivity is all about doing shit. That's what the common feeling is. Productivity is about getting better at doing shit. But sometimes getting better at doing shit is about not getting better. It's more about taking the time to figure out what actually you're trying to achieve and do. The transition is is actually where it's the slowest. It's that space of like, okay, so I want to do this, but I, I need to experiment on what I actually need to do. Because <gasps> the truth is, we like to think we know what we're doing. But the truth is, no one knows what they're doing most well, of the time. We know roughly what we're doing. We just don't know, like the the broader how to do it. <laughs> yeah, the broader strokes. You know. So what what I was looking for is in my head, uh, I knew that I had spoken about basically a task for finding tasks, mm. right? Uh, and I knew I'd spoken about it, and I called it for people that want to have a look. It's on my blog. Uh, the daily improvement task is what I called it because I couldn't remember where I actually called the thing. Um, and, and and the idea in my head was like, okay, I want to, I know change is constant, but how do I avoid doing the same things? So I have a task on like just a daily task and it's now my audio journal, but my audio journal is to add a task that wasn't already on my task list. So I have a task to make myself busy basically, but the idea is to add something that I hadn't thought about or wasn't really looking into or or just something completely new and the reason that I do that is now in my audio journal when I'm exploring something I'm exploring a topic normally it's exploring something that I just wouldn't have thought or I take a different perspective on something I've already thought about and it, it brings up new questions brings up different ideas and what it allows me to do is it it allows me to explore areas that I wouldn't previously explored because I just didn't ask those questions. Cause a lot of the time we make assumptions like, yep, we do that. Yep. This is how I do this thing. Uh, and asking, asking those difficult questions helps you move forwards. And when I, when I was going through uh, the transition period of like doing my journal, I had to ask myself those questions. So the, the, the task for me is now my audio journal, but it's, it's kind of like, uh, next to whatever's going on because my audio journal is evolving over time. But I have this task that is deliberately putting me out of my comfort zone every day to ask a question that I wasn't expecting. And it, a lot of the time it brings up more than one or two tasks because then it goes into my curiosity. I'm like, oh, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. And just like these conversations, a lot of the conversations like in the, in the podcast, you, you suddenly go, oh, I like that. Or, oh, I didn't think of that. And it's it's a task to add a task that you wouldn't have previously thought of yeah and i think that's where <clears throat> like for business owners we are very often coming up with ideas but we never really do anything with them 
And like in the act of like, when you talk to people in this space that we we sit in, everyone is talking about productivity and, and note taking and idea generation and this and that. But in the business world, there is a lot less of that. There's a lot less of like sharing of ideas that are half baked and half done and not ready yet. Because there's this like, well, it's such a waste of time to share my ideas before they're ready because I don't have a thing or a that or a this. And I think it's really fascinating what you were saying. And it's kind of triggered something in me to go, huh. We're very much. In business, we always have these ideas when we talk to our clients, like way I work best is when I'm having a conversation with people. I have ideas. I put them down. But often they don't get put down because it's not a a practice that most business owners have because it's a productivity thing, not a business owner thing. Oh, well, I just don't have anywhere to put it. And then if they do have it, have somewhere to put it, the transition goes is to actually actively do something with it. And so for me, when I first started this transition into making my ideas come to life as a leader, as showing up as a leader in my space, I started my transition as a tech guy having ideas. I put all those ideas inside of Notion and left them. Didn't do nothing with them. And now as I'm transitioning out, as I'm having more ideas and whenever I have ideas, I move to Obsidian because it meant my ideas were already always staring me in the face. And now my Obsidian is developing because I actually have, I can't remember what I've called it because I've only just recently implementing it. I'll stop pressing the wrong button. <laughs> it's because you're going between apps <laughs> yeah it is it genuinely is which is a transition hey yeah, um, yeah, but obsidian you could just change the shortcut so it's the same i know i could but i like the shut up <laughs> <laughs> you have a very good point it's just it's just that i would rather struggle a little bit but, um, that that right there is an example of those questions that you're like but I'm going to try and think of an excuse because I'm going to be defensive rather than just like accepting it. And I do the exact same thing. And when I'm doing the audio journal during the journal, I'm like, no, no, I don't like that idea. That idea is bad. And then when I, I stop and think about it, like because like, there's a gap between me doing the audio journal and writing about it. When I'm writing about it, I'm like, Danny, shut up. You're just arguing with yourself. Just do it. <laughs> Because like our, our immediate response, humans' immediate response is to become defensive. It's part of like fight and flight and the way that we think. And your immediate response is like, I, I will I, I will find a reason. <laughs> yeah, I literally have put that to I I, I don't it's your curiosities page. Is that what you call Yeah, it? I, I call yeah. well it's, my it's, mine is just a thought collection. It's like, yeah. huh. And I've literally got I've literally put down why do we not change things that are simple to change? Like why? I don't I, I'm now reference, I'm just looking at the like, right, that's like literally gonna take me two seconds to change. Why the fuck have I not done that yet? And it's fascinating. And I think yep. like a bit from a business perspective, we need to do that more. We need to start asking more questions. And I have some really nice and 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 not just asking the questions, but thinking about our own answers to them as well and, and taking the questions and doing something with it. 
And I, I would I would add on there, not just asking the questions, but asking the hard questions, because a lot of the time when we ask ourselves questions, there aren't any misconceptions or myths or cognitive dissonance that's created because we just agree with what, what the question is. Like, we kind of know the answer. We sort of just answer the question as we think we should, rather than asking a difficult question. Maybe, like, I know it's a skill to be able to ask yourself without bias, uh, but it's something that I have developed over years <laughs> and I can now ask myself questions. I'm still biased in my answers, but when I take a, a minute and go, okay, I'm putting my, my coach's hat on now, I'm going to coach myself, which is what I do when I, I listen to my audio journals. I put, I put my coach's hat on and go, okay, if I was looking at myself, what would I say to myself? And most of us know how to coach other people, but we don't do it to ourselves. And that's what I try and do. I take myself out of me <laughs> and put, a different me in if that makes sense that's actually it's really interesting so i've been studying a lot on gestalt techniques and therapy and, and counseling so what you described there is like a is the two chair mm -hmm. it's an activity in gestalt where and an, yep. an intervention in gestalt where you have two you invite a second person in and what you're doing there is you are there as the coach and you are also there as the coach e and you are talking to yourself which is an incredibly powerful thing, which I'm not sure how many people can, if you do this, I really, really, really want to know because I do this, you do this, mm -hmm. but do you coach yourself? Can you coach yourself? Like I'm, I'm calling you, let us know, tweet us. I know we're going to use a hashtag. Oh my God. We're social media today. I don't fucking know. Like, please, at both of us and answer this question do you self-coach with the hashtag self-coach question mark yeah and i we'll mean read some of them next time Why yeah was, well next next time we might have something else that we bring up we have we haven't spoken about we could probably speak about our idea well our idea my idea that we pitched and then vera sort of contributed to <laughs> um yeah i, I kind of want to add to that you mentioned gestalt it's also referred to in loads of different areas of psychology and it's another one of those irritations about academics and different areas of research because <laughs> they, they all use different names for the same concept same idea which is why i use obsidian because aliases <laughs> i must admit since uh, and, and i'm noticing that a lot as i look into gestalt especially gestalt like techniques and therapy and counseling and psychology Gestalt takes a lot of things from everywhere else and kind of combines it with it's it's an in, in, intricate I can never say this out loud integrative int um, it, it, integrated thank you that word okay integrative <laughs> oh, <slow. laughs> my brain can't do that integrative kind of methodology of working it takes pieces from everywhere and puts it all together in a way that fits and it's flexible and it's an adaptable which i really enjoy can you say synthesis synthesis yeah use that instead <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. a, it's a synthesis of information synthesis uh, of different kind of techniques and ideas in one place which is why i think it's really really powerful because it mm, is a synthesis. i think that is going on to the conversation we actually had before this this is where natural sciences and social sciences differ quite heavily natural sciences are more likely to find potential absolute truths whereas social science you can't really 
prove a lot of the science. You can just create correlations uh, because mechanisms behind social science aren't provable right now. Uh, it's just educated guessing, really, which means loads of concepts appear loads of ideas and and potential mechanisms appear that nothing is really solidified uh, as a truth which is where so many people come up with similar ideas similar context concepts and call them whatever it is uh, but they're very similar to other things and something that i know irritates me is when people like the wim hof method is not the wim hof method it is just breathing which has been done for years and years by so many different people in so many different ways. And the Wim Hof method is not unique. It is just a unique combination of things that has already been done and researched in like thousands of other places. But it's a marketing ploy, <laughs> which uh, I, I see him typing it down. But it's, it's one of those things where you add a name to it, you slap on a framework or a, a three letter thing or just something. You're like, there we go. We've got this thing now. I'm like, no it's something that is it's grounded in research it's just either you've you've chosen not to reference the source or you just didn't know the source existed yeah do you want to add something you're you're sitting there giggling away yeah so i i can't take wim hof seriously anymore uh the reason why is because of the video that i i'm gonna put in the uh description and you'll want to watch this because it is absolutely hilarious um <laughs> so yeah as you were saying it's <clears throat> everything that we're talking about has already been said before just the stuff that we are saying has been said before it's the same ideas <clears throat> excuse me it's the same concepts being said in so many yeah, it's just being said in different ways by different people in different words, using different frameworks, different letters, different alphabets. Uh, and it's, I don't think it's the, the fact that it's a new idea or anything like that, because, I mean, history repeats itself. We already know that. Uh, it's trying to use history, use the ideas, and then create something new moving forwards. But that requires effort and work and time, which a lot of people don't want to do, which is why we're biased towards maintaining old habits and patterns which is why history repeats itself and people still kill themselves over land you're like hello the planet's exploding uh <laughs> yeah but yeah i don't want to go on that rant <laughs> no don't let's leave that rant alone for now but <clears throat> pulling us gently back as a conclusion of what we're talking about like on transitions as we transition to the close of our transition why did you use that word? What? Conclusion. Why did you have to use that word? It's what? not a conclusion. It's it's a point in our transition. Okay. Well, yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's the conclusion of this stage of our transition. Ish. Ish. Yeah, but, sort of. I mean, for, for those of you that are familiar with Git and the way Git works and the way coding works and all those sort of like saving analogies in a tree, that's that's how I see conclusions. Like you have a transition, which is your line of changes. You make a change and you, you move up one, you move up one, you move up one. A conclusion is a branch. You've branched off. So everything before it is solid. 
your conclusion is you've branched off. Everything new is now disappearing. Like it, it's carry on going forwards and up and up and up as a tree, but that branch is sort of stopped. It, it stayed there. Uh, and that's where I see pieces of content, books and things, because books, pieces of content, they're static. They are conclusions. They're branches of the transition. But as soon as something happens over time, you need to update what you're going through. So that's Bayes' theorem, probability, PR hacking, re reference from earlier. You need to update your current beliefs, your current values, your current truths with updated knowledge. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to change it. It's just updating things. So probabilities can change backwards and forwards. Look into Bayes' theorem because I'm not going to bother explaining it. Uh, but it means the conclusion is a branch. <laughs> it's, it's without visuals, it's very hard to explain. Um, and, and a conclusion is like that branch. So a transition is just a continual like addition to something, uh, which is where I see like, obviously this podcast is a, is a conclusion in itself on the knowledge that we have. And like, if we were to do the exact same thing, like same conversation next week, it would be a different conclusion because it'd be a different transition using information from the past. It's just as things move forwards, things in the past are so far in the past, they're forgotten. And then they're sort of like brought back again. Uh, kind of like a, a, a big a big side side branch from the root to the top of the tree and that's how I see transitions moving forwards and when you look at all of those change points those dots those those bridges as, as we uh, expressed earlier each of those bridges takes work takes effort and sometimes those bridges to take work and effort going forwards is actually a bridge that goes all the way back in time yeah yeah uh, and, and, and that's, that's the way I see transitions when we are moving forwards. It's not necessarily always going forward. Sometimes we need to go back to go forwards, which is a bit of a cliche thing, but sometimes it is. We go back into history, learn from history to move forwards, which takes a hell of a lot longer than just adding something new, which is what people love to do. Let's add something new. Let's add a new three-letter word. Let's add a new name to this thing instead of going back to history and just using what we already know. Yeah, and I think that is... That is a delightful way to end this. Well, th this part, because we still need to explain what we're talking about when it comes to like the meanings are in people, not words. Oh, so from our next episode onwards, we're going to have a new section. Yeah, we're going to have sections in our podcast now because we are peepees. Yes. Um, and at the end of every episode or somewhere in the episode, we're going to talk about the meaning of words. Or phrases slash sentences. Or phrases slash sentences. Maybe some sentences too. Maybe. Depends on what mood we're in. Yeah. Uh, and the so the, the trigger of this thought for me came from my notes called meanings are in people, not words, because lots of words have multiple meanings depending on the context, the environment you're in. For example, you could have one word that means something in science, something in psychology, something in business. And then when the general population use it, it means something else. And then as soon as you put like 10 year olds, they probably made up another word that means the same thing, but no one would ever associate it because it's slang. Uh, <laughs> so words are in meanings, not people. And both of us are obviously different people. So we thought, you know what, there's probably going to be different perspectives on a word, different thoughts that come to mind, initial thoughts come to mind when you say a word or you say a, a term or a phrase. Uh, and Vera decided, hey, you know what, that would be a good idea to put us a section. So uh, we're going to give it a go. If you've got like words, phrases, terms, fire them at us and obviously share your thoughts on whatever we've come up with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if you have words that you want us to kind of give our 
meaning to, then please let us know. And something I do want to say before we close this out with this is obviously with my science hat on, whoever says something first is going to influence what the other person says. So, yeah. So what I'm thinking is maybe we have a word that we know and then we write a a quick paragraph summary, just like a couple of lines of immediate thoughts or maybe just some bullet points, immediate thoughts and see how that matches up. Because guaranteed when we're talking, even if we don't want to like acknowledge that it's changed the way that we think, it will do because mental and cognitive biases. Uh, so if we just have like, right, I don't know, write five bullet points on what comes to mind when we, when we see that word phrase term, we could see what similarities and differences and what priority we put on them because there are some things that I'm going to think yeah, of first and fun. you're going to think of something else first. Like my brain's going to go science and academics. Your brain's going to go business and money. Well, sorry. well business and leadership, less Ooh. money. Yeah, I, I said money because like business and money are tied together. So well, that that is a that is a conversation. Does business have to just be tied to money? I didn't say just, but they are directly related. Because, like, if if the business doesn't earn money, is it a business? No. Maybe it's a charity. That's a word we could play with anyway so let us know your words and uh we will come to every single week we will do one of these because it'll be interesting there may even be like a an audio thing as well possibly depends on how busy i am which is uh, a little section that says I, I don't, what do we call the section i mean my, my note is meanings are in people not in words so i'm assuming something around meanings and words I don't know. Come up with a section name, people. <laughs> that's that's literally like the creator's laziness. I can't think of something. Let me get my audience to think of it for me. <laughs> Please, cheers, thanks. We'll create a tweet today so that we can ask that question now rather than... Yeah, I was going to say, just put a poll out or just put a tweet out somewhere and be like, hey, we, we're going to do this question. <laughs> this, this section, can you just like name, name it for us? Yeah, cheers, thanks. The joys. I think I think that rounds everything off. Pretty much. Bye guys. <laughs>